Welcome to Heart of the Father Ministries and the preaching and teaching ministry of Dr. David Nichols. Our prayer for you is that this message will pierce your heart and raise you into your place of destiny in Jesus Christ. Stand up with me, please, and let's just pray a prayer together here. Lift your voice and pray this out with me, please. Father, open the eyes of my heart. Unstop the ears of my spirit, that I may know your ways. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, my eyes are open. All right. Praise God. Now, if we can keep them open here for the duration of the night, we'll be doing real good, right? I believe we will. Turn in your Bible tonight to James chapter 1. I'm coming at you tonight with a question that demands an answer. Here's my question for you tonight. It's going to hit everybody that is hearing the sound of my voice tonight. Which father are you following? Which father are you following? I want you to read with me in James chapter 1. We're going to begin in verse 16. Where it says, Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Most people, when they read that verse in the Bible, treat it as a skip-over verse. I'm not deceived. I'm not in some cult. I'm not in some weird group off on the side here. I'm a Christian. I go to church. I'm not deceived. Listen, friends. James was writing this to the church. He was writing this so that we would not be deceived. He wrote it because we could possibly be deceived about what he is going to say next. Turn to your neighbor and say, I don't want to be deceived. All right. Then let's listen to what he says here in verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Friend, this is what we could be deceived about. We could get deceived about our Father's in heaven's attentions and intentions toward us. We could be deceived into thinking that he is some manipulative, controlling person up there that has this grand design for our lives. And you better be careful when you go into those church buildings because people start telling you about God. And sometimes they tell you about Jesus, and sometimes they tell you about the Holy Spirit, but sometimes they start talking to you about Father. And for a lot of people, that's a really scary word. I want you to listen to me tonight. You could be deceived about the fact and the reality of the goodness, of the grace and the mercy of this Father who is in heaven. You see, every one of us comes into this world by having a human Father in the natural. 
The way God created this world, He made it so that we would have a father and a mother. And there are certain things that we were supposed to get inherently, that we were supposed to get them just by coming up as children by having a father. When our father isn't there, when our father is there but he's not there, some of you know what I'm talking about, a passive father who one of his main exercises is his thumb exercises with the little rectangular box that controls the TV. Passive fathers sit and uh, many times pass through their children's entire life. They're there, but they're not really there. Other times, fathers leave for various reasons. And there's a lot of pain with that. When that happens, you could be deceived about what this Father of Lights is like by the set of experiences that you have lived through in your life on this earth with both your father and your mother. That's why James warns us about that, and that's why he tells us there is an awesome father who wants to give good gifts to his children, who is not interested in manipulating and controlling. He is not interested in in forcing you to do things you don't want to do. And then when you need him the most, he's not there, and he just bails out and rejects you. That's not what this father is like. But unfortunately, my friends, there is another father that presents himself. He's a false father. He's a father wannabe, actually. His name is Satan and the devil. And I want you to turn with me to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. There are two fathers that want to be the father of every single person on this planet. The father of lights, the one we just read about in James 1, and then the one we're going to read about here in John 8:44, the father of lies. And in verse 44, Jesus is speaking to a group of people who will not believe him, who will not listen to his message. He says to them, you are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. There you have it, straight from the Bible. There are two fathers, the father of lights, who is filled with mercy, who is desirous of giving good gifts to his children, and then there's the father of lies. He wants to deceive. He wants to corrupt. He wants you to follow him in, in abuse, in neglect, He wants to lead you down a path that seems good for a while. It gives you pleasure. It it seems like it really has some nice things to it, acceptance of the in crowd and, and a whole bunch of things like that. He's a father, all right. He's a false father, and he wants to lead you to destruction. Friend, tonight you've got to know which father you're following. 
I'm speaking to people here tonight, some who maybe have never met Jesus as Savior for the first time. I'm speaking here to people tonight who have known Jesus as Savior for many years. Which father are you following? Friend, it's possible to attend a church. It's possible to live some kind of a Christian life and still be deceived about who your father is. And I want you to listen to me carefully tonight. If this father of lies is going to have any chance at getting people to not believe in the father of lights, he is going to have to misrepresent him. Because if the reality and the truth of who the father of lights is ever is openly manifested to people, they just come to him. They just swarm to him because he is in himself unconditional love. He is radical mercy. He is forgiveness and tenderness and kindness and closeness and intimacy. He's all these things that you and I as human beings were created for. He is the answer to every one of them. And if we could ever get a clear vision and a clear sight of that, every human being on this planet, we'd be saying, huh, Father, I want to be with you. So why is it that tonight millions, even billions of people on our planet are not embracing the Father of lights? It's because the Father of lies has misrepresented Him and they've been deceived. Every one of you in this room has been deceived about the Father of lights in some area in your life at some time. Every human being on this earth has been. That's how successful the Father of Lies campaign has been. Now he knows if he's going to be successful, he's going to have to attack us at our weakest point as human beings, where we're most vulnerable. And that point, my friend, is the point at which we reproduce ourselves and another generation comes on the scene where men become fathers. That's where he's going to attack. And my friend, in this nation, he has attacked hard, relentlessly, and cruelly in the last 50 years. And you only need to look out on the streets of our cities and into our schools and across our land today to see the wreckage and the ruin of what has happened as the father of lies has come in with his deceptions about what it is to be a father. You see, if he can get that twisted and distorted in a person when they're two and when they're four and when they're five and when they're seven, it's going to be a downhill battle for him when they're 12 and 14 and 16 and the peer pressure starts coming on strong when they become a young adult and all the material issues of life are out there and we can get going on in this life. That father doesn't really care about you. He's up there in heaven. He's seated on that throne. He's probably up there fiddling with his remote. This is what the father of lies is telling many of you. He's probably playing around with his remote up there. He's, he's not really interested in you. You've got to figure this out for yourself, you little worm down here. He's left you. He's abandoned you. He's in that big place up in the sky. Yeah, they call it heaven. Mm -hmm. He's up there, but you're down here. That's the voice of the father of lies. That's what he wants you to believe. But I'm here to unmask his lies tonight and tell you that there is a father of lights who loves you. 
He loves you so much. He has one perfect son, this Father of lights. His name is Jesus. He sent him into this world on a mission to redeem and save by shedding his own blood. The perfect son in our world eating our food, drinking our water, living on our ground. That perfect Son representing the perfect Father in heaven. It's amazing. But that's what happened, friends, when Jesus came into this world. Isn't it amazing? Jesus never did a miracle. Jesus never healed a sick person or taught a word of truth in our Bibles until he stood at that Jordan River Baptized in that water by John, the Holy Spirit there in the form of a dove. And what else happened? Do you remember? A voice spoke. A voice that many of you in this room tonight have never heard in that tone. It was the voice of Father's approval that said, This is my beloved Son. Listen to Him. And under that Father approval, Jesus began His ministry. He began casting out demons. He began healing every kind of disease and sickness. He began calling hundreds, thousands of people to repentance all over Israel of that day under Father's approval. You see, friend, inside of you has created a place it can only be occupied by love. It was created there by your Father in heaven. You were created to receive love and give it away. That's why you were made in the first place. You were made in the image of God, it says in Genesis chapter 1. And when that is being fulfilled in the heart of a human being, whether they're 2 or whether they're 10 or whether they're 15 or whether they're 25 or, or 45 or 85, when that's being fulfilled in their heart and in their life, they're in a place where they're walking in Father's favor. They understand and talk with Him. They, they're kind of like Adam and Eve were in, in the early chapters in Genesis. There they hang out with God. They're with Him there in the cool of the day, in fellowship, in intimacy, in closeness. But friend, when that inner place of love is not receiving love, especially from your Father, please understand this. For the first two years of life, from newborn to two, the major need in every person is for their mother. Obviously, for obvious reasons. Somewhere around the age of two, there is a shift to the need for Father. And what there is a need to receive from Father, I want you to listen carefully to this, please. What there is a need to receive from Father is expressed love. Not just the words, I love you, expressed love. Love that takes you in his arms and holds you. Love that goes places with you and does things with you and affirms you and approves you and, and puts that mantle of Father's favor and Father's approval on your life. If you don't have that, 
in those early years, there, there is a place inside of you that cries out. And in many of us, it begins to go in a number of different directions. You've got to have approval. You've got to get love somewhere. There's a hole in there that's got to be filled up with something. And if Father isn't there, or if Father is there and He isn't doing it, you look to your friends. You get to a certain age, you look to people of the opposite sex. You look to possessions. You look to positions. You look to all kinds of things. But friend, you were created to receive love and give it away. That's why you were made in the first place. And until you are returned to that purpose by the love of God and the power of God and by that perfect sacrifice of the perfect Son representing the perfect Father, there's going to be turmoil. There's going to be damage that keeps going on inside of you. That need for love is something that you need to take very seriously. Because after some years go by, you can harden up. And you can begin to develop attitudes that say, well, some people get it and some people don't. I guess I'm one of those that didn't. And I'm just going to tough it through. And somehow I'm going to make it. And friends, I've prayed probably by now with thousands of people at altars in churches in the United States of America where their real core problem really wasn't whatever their physical thing that they thought they were up there for. There was a pain in their heart. There was father pain in there. There was something missing. Do you know there's an amazing statistic that was gathered a few years ago of these Midwestern states here that we live in, these Indiana, Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, around in, in this region. An actual survey was done on this, and it was found that over 50% of both men and women who were surveyed were never, ever held in the arms of their father their human father, one time when they were growing up from, from baby to 18 years of age. Friend, you were created to receive expressed love. But the father of lies comes and he says, I'm going to get in there. And I'm going to put something else in there. And I'm going to get him following me because I'm a father too. I'm going to be the father of this whole human race and I'm going to get them dancing to my tune. I'm going to get them believing my lie. I'm going to distort and twist this image that Father wants them to believe He exists in. Here are some ways He does that. I hope these things that I'm about to say to you seem obvious to you, but if you'll plunge in a little bit beyond the obvious tonight, I think you're going to see something that for many of you, your heart has been crying out for for a long time. You see, fathers are bigger than their children. 
Father of Lights had a very important reason for that in the created order. A little two-year-old boy, a little five-year-old girl looking up at daddy sees someone very big, very much taller than they are, very much bigger. That's because Father of Lights once formed in them this picture that there is a Father and that He's really big. Do you understand then why the Father of Lies is laboring overtime to get Father out of the home, to get Him out of the picture so that bigger one isn't there anymore, so that the view of God in the eye and in the mind of that child, that teenager, of that young adult is... I don't really know how big he is. I, I can't even see him. He's, he's not around. Fathers are much stronger than their children because they're supposed to come to believe at a very early age that there is someone who is almighty. So I remember times of wrestling with my boys. We have four boys. I don't wrestle with them now, by the way. <laughs> it's a lost cause. They'd pin me in a, in a minute. <laughs> but back in those days, I could really hold my own. <laughs> I was much stronger than them. And they needed to wrestle with somebody that was stronger than them so that they could understand somehow inside their little hearts that there is a mighty one. And I used to do that with them all the time. I even used to let them win sometimes. <laughs> it wasn't that they had all this great strength and all this great wrestling ability. I mean, I was 220 pounds and they were 40, you know. <laughs> it was not much of a contest. Friend, can I tell you something about that tonight? Father is willing to put his strength into captivity to draw near to you. Just to spend some time with you. The God who created this universe is a, such a personal being. He, he, his being as Father is, is so real to Him. This, this isn't just some word. This isn't just some fairy tale. This is a personal reality. He wants to get down and wrestle on the living room carpet with you. He'll put His strength in captivity so He can do that. He might even let you pin Him sometimes. I pinned God! <laughs> That'd be something to tell your friends, huh? <clears throat> so fathers are very much stronger than their children. Fathers are also much richer than their children. When you come into this world as a little baby, the first thing the doctor does is holds you up and goes, bam, slaps you on the bottom, right? Some of you have never forgiven the doctor for that. You need to do that tonight here in this service. <laughs> that doctor that whacked me on the bottom. <laughs> no, that was so you'd fill your lungs with a good breath of air and start yelling, okay? Because he wanted you to start breathing deep. 
you had nothing. The Bible says you come into this world with nothing and you go out with nothing. You're, you're a child. You're a baby. You have nothing. Your father and your mother put diapers on you. They put clothes on you. <laughs> they take you to a house. They put you in a crib. Your father is way richer than you. Why is that? Let's see. I think the Father of Lights wants you to get that He owns it all. Isn't this amazing how, how the Lord set things up this way? In father and child relationships in this world? Can you understand? Just, just ponder this for a moment with me tonight. Can you understand what the father of lies is getting when he's disrupting this and, and getting fathers out of the home, out of the picture, into passive operation, and they're just not there? So how is this child going to believe that the father of lights is this rich, abundantly wealthy being in heaven who cares and wants to dump down all these good gifts if they never had that with their human father. I want to tell you the good news tonight, my friend, is this gospel is so powerful. It has the ability to heal all of these wounds. That's what's awesome about this. I'm only pointing this out to you so that you can begin to understand. Some of you right now are beginning to understand particular areas where you couldn't believe something about God. Where you couldn't trust something about God. These are some of the reasons for them because there was a distortion. There was a, an error. There was a deception that came in. Someplace your father gave in to the father of lies. By the way, as you learn about these things tonight, don't get too mad at your dad. <laughs> he got a lot of it from Grandpa. <laughs> grandpa got a lot of it from Great Grandpa. It's been coming down for a long time, okay? So just chill out on that a little bit and decide that it's going to stop here with you in this generation, okay? Everybody cool with that? There's another thing about fathers and their children. Fathers are supposed to be much wiser than their children. They're supposed to be there from, to keep them from running out into the street in front of a 10-ton truck when they don't know that's not what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to be there when the affairs of the heart begin to emerge at 12 and 13 and 14 and the adolescent juices are beginning to run. Dad's supposed to be there with wisdom and help. And when he is, there comes a foundation and a base for trusting that there is a wisdom that exists in Father in Heaven that you can trust, that you can rely on, that is real. I love that about him. Don't you love his wisdom? That you can come to him with tough problems and difficulties and he's there. Here's another thing about fathers. Fathers are intended by God to discipline their children in love. Fathers are charged with this responsibility by the Scriptures and by the Word of God. Unfortunately, many fathers have their own pain that they're dealing with. 
And when they come to disciplining their children, it's usually in rage and anger. And that's what they plant as seeds in the hearts of their children. And so when they come to disciplining their children, they reproduce the same thing. And on and on it goes. But I'm here to tell you tonight, friend, that there is a Father who will discipline you in love and in mercy. You ought to be glad about that tonight. Because he has a whole time period called the Old Testament where he related to the human race by law. And there's a lot of awful, terrible judgments in there that he had to put upon his people if he was going to be true to his character and true to his name and true to his revelation. But I'm glad to announce to you tonight that in the fullness of time, Jesus Christ came forth. And he established the gospel, which is a message of mercy, which is a message of grace, which is a message of God's, the Father's unconditional love and favor that is just up there wanting to dump and download and pour on you. And it's different than being under the law. Now, if you choose to be a lawbreaker and a rebellious one, you can bring yourself to the law's consequences. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can come to this Father who disciplines in love. He disciplines with your best interest in mind. It's like when your dad bent you over the bed when you were seven years old and said, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. And you said, "Go, let's change places then. Remember that? <clears throat> yeah, you all did that, I know. <clears throat> But this father, my friend, does it for your best self-interest every time he does it because he loves you unconditionally. Finally, fathers are promise makers and promise keepers. That's how they were designed by the Father of Lights. When the father of lies comes in and begins to distort them and twist them and corrupt them, they become promise breakers. And when that happens, it creates a real issue in a little heart that was created to receive love and give it away. Because the word of this big person, this rich person, this wise person, was given, and the word was broken. But friend, I'm here to declare some good news to you tonight. The Father of lights does not break his word. There is no promise in this Bible that he has ever gone back on. Can you say amen to that tonight? There is no promise that he has ever uttered or breathed and whispered into the heart of a boy, a girl, a man, a woman that he has ever broken in the history of mankind, and he never will because he is the Father of lights. And he's filled with mercy. And he's filled with grace. And unconditional approval for you, if you will let him. You see, the walls and the barriers that keep that unconditional approval and that unconditional favor of Father from coming to us are the residue of this stuff that we've grown up with in our relationship with our human fathers. And there's no person in this room tonight that had a perfect human father. I'm not even going to ask for a show of hands because if you raised your hands, Father, you'd be lying and I don't want you following the father of lies. There's no perfect father 
in the human realm on this earth, but there is a perfect Father in heaven. And when fathers on this earth begin to look to him, and they begin to let that perfect son Jesus change them on the inside, when they let him begin to, in, let him begin to examine the issues of light and darkness on the inside, then we really begin to make some progress. And then father love begins to flow out. Hell really hates this, friends. I've got to warn you about this. Hell hates any time father love begins to come down on father's children because it has the potential to really dig down into the foundations in the inside and put everything the way it is supposed to be. Pastor and I were talking about this earlier in the week, and I just want to share this with you very quickly here tonight. I've been a student of revival and a participant in revival for six years now. I've traveled all over this world to be in revivals, literally around the world several times in a number of different nations and this nation. And I have seen something that has amazed me. I have seen people who can come to revival meetings, can go forward to altar calls, can cry and weep and sob and repent and do all kinds of things, can jump and shout and roll on the floor and, and, and do all, and I'm in favor of all of that. Very, I've done it all, and I want to do more. <laughs> Every opportunity I get. But I've seen people do all of that, and uh, six months later, a year later, be back snorting cocaine. Be back in an illicit sexual affair. And then I've seen that, I've said, God, how can this be? This person was in your power. They were in your glory, the, the glory of God, just the way we felt it here tonight. The answer that keeps coming back to me, friend, is that the foundation was never really healed down in the inside. They were created to receive love and give it away. And they never let Father really come all the way in and reveal that to them. I was preaching this message in a town in Wisconsin. And I gave the altar call, and a bunch of people came forward. And the first man I walked up to looked me right in the eyes, and he said this to me. Think of this, standing at an altar at a church. He said, you can talk to me about Jesus, and you can talk to me about the Holy Spirit, but don't give me this Father expletive deleted. I said, hmm, this is going to be an interesting altar time. <laughs> I just looked him right back in the eyes, and I said, sir, I am going to manifest the Father's love to you right now. And if you will open up your heart and receive it, he will begin to heal you on the inside. This man had been a sniper in the Vietnam War. had killed hundreds of people with his rifle and watched him die. He was hard, angry, and bitter on the inside. But he was not outside the scope of Father's love and Father's mercy. And that's what we began to just pour into him. Father began to pour it in. We just prayed over him. Father poured it in. Four days later, that man was bringing his guitar to the church, singing songs of love to the whole congregation, telling them how much he loved them. But he got healed on the inside. Friend, do you want a foundation 
It'll be with you so you can participate in and run and jump and yell and scream and do whatever you want to do in God and have it be authentic and genuine for the rest of your life. Get your father pain healed. Let him download that mercy, those, those good gifts, those perfect gifts that we just read about coming down from above. Let him expose some issues of darkness and light that may be in you. And I want Pastor Chad and our helper to come up here, please. We're going to try to make this clear to you, friend. You've got to be willing to challenge and confront the issues of darkness and light. We're going to just try to make it graphic for you here tonight. <clears throat> I've got a bag here. There's just a little bit of sin in this bag. In fact, this sin I got out in the church parking lot. It isn't much in there. Look at that whole big one-gallon bag. Just a little bit in the bottom there. You can cover that up pretty easy. It uh, doesn't look too bad, does it? But it's amazing what happens. Go ahead and open that up, Pastor Chad. Who? I don't think so. Okay, what I want you guys to do is uh, take this gallon of water and uh, pour a bunch of water. This person's going to come to church. The water of life is flowing. Just pour some water in there. Wow. Okay, that's pretty good. Okay, zip zip that baby back up and stay up here too, okay? That sin isn't too bad until you get into a place where the glory of God is flowing. The water of life is pouring in. There was nothing wrong with the water. What's your name, son? Anthony. There was nothing wrong with the water that Anthony poured into this bag. Did you see? I would drink that water. I know where that water came from. How many would drink it now? Nobody. You could die from drinking that water. But you see, friend, the covering of a little bit of sin... The lie of deception of the enemy. You don't really want to trust Father with that thing. You just need a little bit of that internet pornography. You just need a little bit of that shoplifting and stealing. Everybody does it. All the people at work do it. All the people at school do it. Those are the lies of the deceiver. The father of lies. He wants darkness to linger in the inside of you so he has a place to hold on to. He doesn't want father to heal you. He doesn't want father's love coming in there. He wants that darkness in there so he can pull and draw and condemn. You sinned again. Look at that. You're dark on the inside. You're, oh, oh. You call yourself a Christian. Look at that. That's what Satan does to Christians all the time. And unfortunately, my friends, much of the time, it's true. This is what happens with a little bit of covered sin inside of us. The Father wants to come with a healing that not only forgives sin, it is a healing that takes away the very basis for sin inside of us. And I want Anthony to pour some water in there, please. Here's a person that is coming. That's good. That's good. He's laying under Father's love. <laughs> He's got cleaned up. There's no hidden sin in there. This guy, we could take a video. Thanks a lot, guys, for helping, by the way. Bless you, man. Yeah, let's give them a hand here. They did awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
This guy right here, we could take the video, all the videotapes of his life for the last month. We could just give them to the sound man up here, and he could just start playing them. It wouldn't matter. Take what, the video of last week. <laughs> Some of you are getting a little nervous right now. <clears throat> yeah, we've had videographers following you around all over your, your last month. The stack of videos is up there. I could give the command... I could give the command to the sound man. He could start playing. Some of you <laughs> What's the matter? Is there something covered? Is there some darkness there? Uh, yeah. In other words, it's not like this inside of you. That's the issue. That's the deal. My friend, I want to tell you tonight, some of you, have come for forgiveness many times, but you haven't been healed. So when life comes along, more, more pure water gets poured into you. The issues of life come along, a little swirling up, a little stirring up. Man, look at how that looks now. Stress, anxiety, the troubles of life. Ooh, baby. Angry words, foul words, naughty words. All kinds of stuff start coming up. Friend, the good news of the gospel is this. Jesus not only forgives sin, he comes in to heal and to restore and to put you in that place where you can begin to receive these good gifts from the Father of lights who is eager and anxious and willing to pour them down on you. I want you to listen very carefully to what I'm going to say next, and then I'm going to ask you to respond. Satan, the father of lies, has been working a system on the human race that has worked very well for him for thousands of years now. It's called the cycle of abuse. Satan is the ultimate child abuser. He loves to have a large family. He... Think of a father that puts diseases on his children. Here, have a little cancer, son. Here, have some incurable bone disease, daughter. <laughs> nice father, huh? Yeah, the father of lies. <clears throat> he's the thief, and he's come to kill, and he's come to steal, and he's come to destroy. And one of his favorite things is abuse. Because, number one, abuse causes pain. Listen to me, every person in this room has been abused by someone, someplace, at some time. Many of you have been abused by your fathers. Verbally, physically, even sexually. Abuse causes pain. But you are a being that was created to receive love and give it away. Pain cannot rest in a still position in a being like that. It has to go somewhere. So number two, pain seeks pleasure. There's got to be some pleasure to counteract the pain. Do you know that the guys that were parked with the pickup trucks and other vehicles at all these watering holes up and down Highway 31 here Friday night and Saturday night, they'll be there again this Friday night and Saturday night. 
They didn't come to their family before they went down there and say, now little five-year-old son, little seven-year-old daughter, and precious wife, daddy is going to go down to the bar tonight, and daddy is going to get rootin' tootin' drunk. And when he comes home, he's going to be mean as a bull, and he's going to beat on you, and he's going to, just telling you now so you're ready. You know, just, and here I go, so mm, kiss everybody, bye. They didn't do that, did they? Most of those guys at those places are there because abuse causes pain. And for a few hours, if you get that stuff out of the bottle for a, for a little longer period, you get it out of the needle into your veins, the pain kind of dies back for a while. There's a temporary alleviating of that pain. And so there they are. They're addicted. Number three, the pursuit of these pleasures almost always leads human beings into sin. So it's a perfect cycle for Satan. All you got to do is get them abusing one another, especially if you can get fathers abusing their children. Oh, Satan says that's the best, man. I love it. That's what he says. Because abuse causes pain. Pain seeks pleasure. Oh, we get them seeking that pleasure. They're going to sin. Then I can condemn them. Then I can abuse them some more. I can drive them right down into the dirt. Maybe they'll even go to a church for a while, but if they let that, just let that darkness linger in there a little bit, I got something to hang on to. I still have them. And I'm here to tell you tonight that there's one whose name is Jesus. And he is light in himself. And he has the power to dispel darkness. But you got to let him into some places where there's been some pain. This is the perfect son representing the perfect father, the father of lights. Friend, my question to you tonight is this. Which father are you following? The father of lights or the father of lies? It's time to start following the Father of lights. Because he not only loves you, I know you've all probably heard that. Can I tell you some really good news tonight about the Father of lights? He actually likes you. Say, oh no, he likes me. It's fine that he loves me. That's a religious cliche for most of us. Can we be honest here tonight? Is that okay if we're honest in this, in this message tonight? He actually likes you. He wants to come near you and be with you. That's who he is. That's what he wants to do. The barrier of sin has got to come down. We trust this message has been a blessing to your spiritual life. You can contact us with any correspondence or donations for the support of this ministry at Heart of the Father Ministries, P.O. Box 300. Rush City, Minnesota, 55069. Or visit us online at heartofthefather.net where you can purchase all of our products or donate online as well. Kingdom blessings on you.